bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of judgment. But, but answer there, my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits what a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. This is The Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio in Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. I couldn't resist. <laughs> 833-212-1017 is the number. The look on Zach's face was priceless because I thought you could see me doing this. That's why I did this and said, I can't hear anything. And he went, oh, I got it. I got it. Um, so what I need you to do is take that off this, this whole thing. Yeah. Cause we about the same size. So I, I'll just, you know, just flip it right quick. And no, he has this cold bucks Jersey on and personally I'm, I'm feeling some kind of way about it. Cause, <clears throat> cause I don't have, one. I'm always the last person to get any paraphernalia from the truth. Like literally. I am the last person, last person hired when we started, last person to get paraphernalia. Like, I had to beg for a baseball cap. I don't even know what that thing is now. But I had to <laughs> I had to beg for a baseball cap. I had to beg for It's just terrible. And I know I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. They've, they've treated me phenomenally well, and, and I've had a uh, – Phenomenal time being here. So I had a thought. And by the way, we've got um, 
J.B. Bell and Erica Wright coming in from um, Northwestern Mutual. We got, we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Uh, they'll be in for a segment or two to talk about that. But here's, here's, here's the – I was trying to figure out how are we going to stop all this crime and all these things that are going on in the city of Milwaukee. Like, I've been trying to figure out what we need to do in order to get the Common Council to pay the money or to do something to get us safe in the city of Milwaukee. And so this, this, is, this is just a thought. But, you know, if people decide not to come to the city, they can business, they can give businesses an ultimatum of either you complain to the city to make it safe or we're not coming to your business. I mean, think about that. If it's unsafe for me to go to a gas station to pump gas, I'm simply not going anywhere. When my employer calls me and says, hey, we're going to fire you because you don't come to work, I'm going to remind them that I can't because it's unsafe for me to go get gas or I got to drive so far to get it that it it becomes it's not even cost effective for me to even go get the gas and then drive to work because I burn too much. I'm wasting money. Like we're going to have to take drastic steps because what's going on today is that people are deciding it's not worth it. It's unsafe. Like now, instead of people saying, have a nice day, they say, hey, be safe. Like, what is that? Why are we allowing criminals and mischief to occur in a city as big as ours? There is no reason why people should be able to do that. But yet here we are. Letting crime tick over and over. How many accidents have we had in the city in the last couple of days? It's only Wednesday. We've had like one or two a day. How many 12-year-olds, 15-year-olds are shot or either shoot somebody? They were talking about it this morning on Truth Be Told. I mean, at some point, the only power we have is to literally stop spending our money in the city. When the companies decide to complain to the common council to change things, then it'll change. Because clearly, city government is bought and paid for by businesses. And if it's not, they should act like it. I don't think it is. But at some point, the mayor's got to do something instead of sitting back on his laurels and just doing nothing. And so that's when I thought about it. I said, you know, maybe we should just stop spending our money in the city. Force the businesses to force the mayor to do something about it. Stop talking about going to Madison and take us with you to Madison. Stand on the steps of Madison and protest. If you can protest about anything else, protest about that. If you can protest to Republicans about something as innocuous as whether or not you're going to get unemployment compensation and you got to and you got to work on finding a job first. 
that's just bizarre to me. You complain about one thing, but then when it comes to actually bringing money, well, we'll, we'll let the mayor, we, we, we elected them, we'll let them handle it. See, I have, and I'm not saying do it, and I'm not saying protest by boycotting businesses, because I would never say that. I would say never boycott a business, unless that, that's a personal thing. It, it shouldn't be some thing that you go on a radio or TV and start screaming. That's just me. But at some point, you have to put your money where your mouth is. At some point, you have to step up and tell these businesses, you have the power and the money to tell the city, this is what we want. If you want more policing, then you'll get it. But if your employees say they're not coming to work because it's not dangerous, when they're not buying your gas, your food, you see what happened in San Francisco. The flagship store of Whole Foods shut down. They closed because there's too much crime. Their employees don't feel safe coming to work, getting into the door to go to work. Chicago, four of the eight Walmarts closed. Too much theft. Too much crime. And remember... Whether you like it or not, where Chicago goes, Milwaukee goes. I used to say 15 to 18 years. Now it's 15 to 18 months. But you better be careful. We need to push the city to make the city safe. Push the business to make the city safe. Because either way, no matter how you slice it, We win. And that is Dr. Ken's Truth on the new 1017 The Truth. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017. Why am I giving out the number? Because I have in studio today two of my, let me see, what's the word? Favoritest is people? Is that, is that a? Welcome back, family. We're back. Back like we never left. Okay, good. So I was thinking, which is really dangerous for me. Mm-mm. Because you know, when I start thinking, I'm on. I I like money, and so I came up with a new. I, I should probably ask you this. I got all these questions that I got to ask you all, but so I decided that when I die, I'm not leaving my family anything. No, I'm not leaving my children anything. Okay. Put what what do you think about that? Nope. Okay. What do you think about that? Well, it's it's. I understand if you want to leave yeah, Eric yeah. and I money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I get it. You know, and we, we, we will greatly, we will accept it. We will accept. So what I'm going to do is give it to him now. Hmm. Okay. It doesn't make any sense in me growing older, dying, leaving my money to children who are 
20, 30 years younger than me who are now adults significantly into their business and possibly close to retirement. What would they need, right? It makes sense to get them to a place where at 30 or 40, well, in my case, 40 or 50, they would be significantly further than I was mm-hmm. by me giving them that bounce now. Is there any reason why you can't do a little both? That's, that's what I was just thinking. Yeah, what, what's, why, why, why does it have to be one or the other? Give me the purpose why. Okay. Because um, I already got stuff to get buried. Mm-hmm. I already have stuff to pay off, you know, what I own, but I don't really have any debt, so I'm just, right? So, mm-hmm. Well, again, it, it is your preference, right? It's your, your wealth, your money you've built. But um, I guess the, the decision comes down to how far do you want to extend your reach or your impact, right? So if it is a concern for you to maybe think about some variables regarding future grandkids or people that may not, disasters or emergencies or opportunities that could come up in the future that you won't be around to, then you may strategically plan for it. But if you're saying, hey, I don't really care beyond just right mm-hmm. now, then right. it's still your prerogative because, you know, wealth and impact are different, right? And see, he caught that, right? Mm-hmm. I said I wasn't leaving it to my kids. Mm-hmm. Grandkids? Yeah. Great-grandkids? Yeah. And quit asking about trust. We ain't supposed <laughs> to know that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she was she always being, that's, that's what I got to deal with, man. I mean, <laughs> sensible she, and stuff. Who told yeah, her to be yeah. sensible? What's, what? Er- Erica's always spoiling. How dare you make sense? Like what? (laughs) And so, and so I think I I read a great book Mm -hmm. and it was called die with zero. Mm -hmm. And it talked about how there's no reason why people don't do both. Yeah. For some reason we have this thing in our head, but they created stuff for you to skip a generation and take care. But we don't do that. We go, Oh, I want to leave it all. So they can have this. I'm like, Mm -hmm. "Mm, do both. Yeah. And so that's, that's what I thought about. I said, wow, I can actually do both. I can make sure they have the real estate, the insurance, the investments, all that, all that now. Mm-hmm. And then leave something for their kids. Yep. And, and it's nice that you're in a position up. to do both. Right. Right. Because a lot of people just aren't right. able just, to, to do it right now. Right. right. And it's, it's just, and you don't need a lot. Like this, people, this, this number people have in their head about, I need all this money. I'm like, dude, what's the minimum you need to open up a, a mutual fund IRA? Mm-hmm. Like, what? Well, can you put in $50 a month for the? Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> and, we, and we complain about it. It's just weird. Yeah. But then you think about women, right? You think about all the things that women have to go through. You think about all the things that are just not, I'm trying to think how to say this, that are just dismissed when it comes to women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they keep living longer than us. And that's a problem financially. Mm-hmm. And so, how do you how do how do you deal with that? How do you how do you figure out the needs of a woman in terms of financial needs? Are they really different than men? I probably shouldn't ask that because Erica's giving me a look like no, you, like <laughs> the, I mean the process <laughs> in figuring it out is is the same, right? Right. We just have to account for longer periods of time. We estimate you know you needing to have money. Right. For more years than typically for a man. Yeah, but y'all cost more now. Y'all yeah. cost more after we die. Preach. Y'all cost more. Just like, Here what is that? Then you have daughters, <laughs> then they live longer, and then there's a. But then you still have to calculate the fact that what may happen is you both live longer. Mm-hmm. Yep. You, you both end up, especially today, mm-hmm. you both have longevity. You know, we're catching diseases earlier. And so the, it does the financial planning differ? How much does it really differ for a woman? 
Um, it it differs in the sense that, again, the process is still the same. Where it differs is we have to be on it sooner, faster, because, um, again, we lose out on compounding. Mm-hmm. We we're making less, so it's not as much that we can put away. Um, and so and we need those numbers to last longer. So, I mean, again, how we get there, the process right. is still like, how much do you want to live off of? And but how am I what supposed does to know that, that look like? How am I supposed to know that? Well, you, we we have you, you start out with your budget today. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and when you're looking at your budget today and you say, OK, well, I want to continue to do all of these things on the budget today. And we know what they cost today. Well, we need to include them in the budget for tomorrow. And then we also ask, okay, what are the things that you're not doing today that you want to do tomorrow? Because when you're in retirement, you're going to have loads and loads of free time, right? One of the questions we we asked about. When ask, what one is, of the questions is that like, we ask is that like our, a millennial thing where no, y'all say when not. you retire you don't do nothing because you um because I'm more busy now than yes but you so you're that's by choice your terms. right yeah that's by choice so when people retire they get to do all of the things that they couldn't do because right. they were working and so we we typically will say what day of the week do you spend the most money right and most most of the time it's the weekend. And why do you think that is? Because you have time to actually spend it when you're okay. during the week, you're at work, you're, you know, going to get it. So when you retire, every day is the weekend. Right. You have the time ah. to do all of the things you want. Nobody so we're looking at, we're including that. Right. The right, wish list, right. because it doesn't make sense to retire if you can't really live <laughs> a life that you right. that you want to live. Mm-hmm. You just, you know, keep working so that you can fund right. it. But um, you want it to be. Unless you, unless your body is telling you you have to. Well, my body was telling me that like ten years before I retired. <laughs> right. So, so it was I'm just like, saying. okay, I have to retire. <laughs> then you have to do it. But right. when you retire by by choice, you want to be doing things that you enjoy doing. Like you're, and so we look at that. Do I like to travel? Do I like to brunch with the girls? Do I, you know, want to really look good for? Do I want to look good for for church? What are, what is all of these expenses right. coming out to? Right. And then. We add inflation to that and calculate it, you know, over the period of time that you may live. And typically what we do is estimate that out to age 95. But if people have longevity in their family, we'll even do it to 100. Okay. Oh, a whole 100. Oh, yeah. And I'm sitting at 103 going, hmm. (laughs) And so and so and so to be comfortable in retirement, that that changes from person to person sure does right so me being comfortable this is just me me being comfortable depends on where i am it depends on what i'm able to do Mm -hmm. so i know every april i'm gonna be going to two different places every october i'm gonna be going to one place and every other year no and every year i'm gonna be going somewhere in june and then the next year i'll be going in july Mm. and that's it i'm not doing anything else the organizations are in enough different cities where I'll literally crisscross the country, mm-hmm. right? But then every January, I'm out. And we, we would go? plan for that. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So if we were sitting down and talking to you, we'd say, okay, on average, how much are you spending on a trip to do here? Or what is the, right. the trip's cost, you know, in April and in October? And we would 
plan for that each right. year because those are the things that you want to do. And then, so I talked to somebody two days ago where they just didn't want to do, you know, like, nope, I've been, I, it was a, it was a truck driver. Mm-hmm. I've been traveling. This, I've been traveling everywhere. I don't yeah. want to, I don't want to do that anymore. Right. I just want right. to, you know, I want to go fishing. I want to, wow. you know, be with the family. I don't need a lot. And so it's, it, it is to each his own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm missing something. What do you think you're missing? I'm missing money. I want some more money. You ain't missing it. I'm going to come work for y'all. We'll have you. Oh, let me shut up. Yeah, we'll put work. Let me hush because then they'll be making me. And so, and so you mentioned that women are um, the breadwinners after the husband dies or they get divorced and all that. And so that plays a part in it, too. Right. Mm-hmm. Is does the actuary and I don't know if you know this offhand, does the actuarial table change for women who are divorced in terms of longevity versus women who are not who stay married? Ooh, I don't I don't know what the statistics are now, but the, the last time I looked at it, single women live longer. <laughs> married men live longer. That's why y'all be ditching us. OK, right. shout, out, shout out to my wife. Y'all shout be out. killing us. <laughs> yeah, but when we get married, they kill uh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm just kidding, but um, <laughs> yeah, you know, you know when people have to tell you they're kidding, yeah. they're not kidding. Oh. <laughs> but it's 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 you know so so okay. Let's let's take single, right? Single mm-hmm. women live longer, mm-hmm. right? So you bought your own house. You may or may not have any kids. You you know as you get older, you know siblings pass away, parents pass away, and now it's. It's like just you. But now you still have that thing, that albatross that everybody has around their neck called a school loan. Like, how do, how do you figure that into retirement? Do I just plan on paying the rest of my life or do I? You know what I mean? Because eventually well, I, the whole point of retirement is so that you don't have all of that crap. Sure. Mm-hmm. Though in your, using your scenario, there aren't many... Um, single folks with no children um, that don't pay those loans <laughs> before they go into retirement. <laughs> you know, they're, a lot of them are able to get that paid down okay. significantly, or at least to a very manageable place where it's not killing the income, so to speak, you know. I don't know who he know. Well, but. But then folk I know. I understand. Mm. But again, okay. um, this is what to Erica's but it, point. But it's the planning piece. Exactly. Like, mm. you know, um, the, the sooner you can start to come to the planning table, um, and we can get things into the planning software and we can start plugging in and playing different scenarios. And the sooner we can actually get to a good place of action. But if you're just kind of toiling around your head, things are going to fall together. It's not, <laughs> you know, you gotta, you gotta come to the, the planning table. So how do you pay off debt then? I mean, not just, I mean, you know, school loan mm-hmm. is easy, right? We can say, yeah, the school loan is terrible. But then you have, you may have a house, you may yeah. have a car. You may have those things. Um, I've I've always been one of those people that when you get to a certain age, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not buying a new car. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just not paying somebody. Mm-hmm. I I I weigh it, and this this is what I do is I, I say it has to be within three years of the date I'm buying it. Mm-hmm. It has to have less than this amount of miles, and I need to see the book on it, all the maintenance, or it has mm-hmm. to be certified so that if anything happens to it, mm-hmm. fix it. Done. And that's how I've bought every single car I've ever owned since 93. Sure. But still. People in retirement yeah. buy new cars. Yeah. There's no one yeah, size. they pay cash. <laughs> if they can. Yeah. 
it, it, it's just so it, it, it's it, it's it it's so dependent upon the person that you're right. that you're dealing with. You know, again, like you get one of these to live, not one to practice with. You know, so um, there we get people to buy new cars. You know, um, so I, I think it just it, it varies, man. It, I just think we got to be mindful and watchful of like one size fits all for anybody. Correct. You know, and so that's why you use the software. You're able to come up with different scenarios for people. Mm-hmm. About how many scenarios would you come up for? Then? Me, he'd probably give me like a negative two. <laughs> it really just, it you know depends, what I mean? Or it depends it, on what people yeah, are like, thinking so th- about. This is a kind yeah. of scenario where someone may say, hey, you know, I want to see myself living on an income of, you know, $7,000 a month. Um, and, mm-hmm. and, and maybe we'll tear it because, you know, we always say there's like the go-go phase of retirement in the beginning where you're, you're spending a lot more and then it gets the slow go. And then towards the end, it's the no-go. You're not going out as much. So we may tear it down where they may right. be, you know, living on 7K and it kind of reduces over time. And then they may so, so they'll say, "Hey, show me seven k, and then show me like a minimum five k, right? right? And then we right. we can kind of run and test those different scenarios. Okay. You know, I don't I don't okay. want to go like too technical, but we we test them up against. Um, in, in one case, it may be up against the five different five hundred different possible scenarios to see how many trials mm-hmm. they pass. In another case, maybe a thousand different trials to see how many they pass. You know? Okay. So when we come back, I want to I want to talk about now that we understand we have to invest what are some of the terms we need to know like mm-hmm. what are what are some of the the basic things that we should know when you think about money cuz a lot of people it's it's a language of itself mm-hmm. right but there's some basic things that just even if you're not in financial planning or even if you're not an advisor or, or a coach there's just some things that you should know mm-hmm. so when we come back i want to i want to dive into maybe the top 3 or 4 terms that if you don't know anything this is what you need to know. Is that fair? Cool. Yeah, yeah. All right. Cool. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I love this topic because there's so many acronyms I still don't know. I, I read a couple today, A something something. I'm like, what? what is that? Like, <laughs> I don't understand what this is. We're here with J.B. Bell and Erica Wright from the Bell and Wright Agency, Northwestern Mutual. We'll be right back. You are listening to The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris, sponsored by Concordia University, Wisconsin, on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Planning, insurance, and investing are all important aspects to building generational wealth. Dr. Ken Harris has you covered with a lesson in financial empowerment right here on the new 1017 The Truth. Financial empowerment on 1017 The Truth is presented by Northwestern Mutual. At Northwestern Mutual, their version of financial planning helps you live your dreams today. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. We're here with J.B. Bell and Erica Wright from Northwestern Mutual. So, terms. I... Like, don't remember a lot of terms. It's hard for me to remember um, basis points, allocation, assets, liability, all that, right? Mm-hmm. I can think of it from the finance side, right? Mm-hmm. But when it comes to the whole, like, debits and credits and credits and debits differ between accounting and banking, right? One is a credit, one is a debit, the other one is a debit, and right? But when it comes to investing... It's kind of set in terms of the terms that they use so that you understand, like, all the things. There's got to be about five or ten things that everybody, like, if, if you think about before you get your job in high school, 
investing in anything, real estate, uh, mutual funds, you should you should probably know these things. Yeah. Why why is that so important? Well, you know, again, you gotta you have to have education before you can move confidently, and um, and especially when you're dealing with something as important as investments, which you know. We can't. We're not going to get to the promised land for leaving all our money just in a bank account. It's not. It's not going to really? inflate. Oh no, 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 bro. Mm. No, no, no. I had a bank um, in California. I wanted to put my money in, but I heard oh, it's hey, not hey, there hey, no more. Hey, hey. <laughs> no, be nice. Be nice. <laughs> but, but you know, we always use the analogy though. Like you know, when we were when me and Erica were kids, we could go in any gas station in America with five dollars and eat like kings and queens. Yes, you could. That'd be cakes and yes. chips and all that. You speed ahead. That same dollar can't do what it did. So. Um, it really just tells a testament of why, you know, investing is, is really about making sure our money can um, stay a dollar and grow beyond as right. time goes on, you know. Wow. And hey, this, this is this is financial literacy month, too, man. Yes, it is. So, you yes, know, we, it is. We got some terms and um, and maybe, maybe we'll just go back and forth a little bit here and kick it off with some key terms. Are you yeah, OK with that? Absolutely. OK, so I'll, I'll go. I'm for, ready to learn something. Yeah, man. Um, so, you know, I, I do this in high schools. Ken, Dr. Ken, which one would you rather have? Would you rather have, say. A million dollars right now today, mm-hmm. or would you rather have a penny that doubles every day for 30 days? A penny. There you go. Um, good answer. Uh, and, um, and do you have any idea how much that penny will be on the 30th day? No. Okay, a little over $5 million. No. Okay. Uh, but not more than a million until around the 27th, 28th day. Correct. Okay. So what, what's the first term? The first term is compound interest. Very important. Mm. Um, compound interest refers to... Um, as your money makes interest, um, the interest is also making money on itself. So it's almost like the interest on your interest continuously going. So it's one of the number one advantages to investing money and keeping those funds in that investment and reinvesting it is that you're going to continue to see that money compound over time in a very meaningful way for you. Okay. E, what you got? You you mentioned um, getting out of high school, starting to work. Right. One of the biggest things that you'll have as part of your benefit package is a defined contribution plan, mm-hmm. right? And so, basically, what that is. See, is I your, hate when y'all use those. That's a term because I think we'll, we'll, we'll just just IRA or this, we'll this, be. this. But it's but what does the when you say defined contribution plan? Yep, defined contribution. What? That means you're able to contribute to your retirement on your behalf and your employ- your employer has the opportunity to match or contribute ah, on your behalf ah, as well. Okay. Back in the day, they would have what's called a defined benefit plan. And that is more the pension, right? Mm-hmm. Where you work a long period of time and the company is um, putting money away on your behalf. For you. And then when you retire, you, yep. and you like don't if put you work money for into the city. That. Yes. Well, actually we had both. No, we had, we had that and a 403B. Yes. Okay. Or so those 457. Are yep. Right. 457. So those are separate. Yes. Okay. Yep. They have the defined benefit and the defined contribution. Oh. Yep. So She's smart. <laughs> you know? And so with that defined contribution plan, so um, the most popular is the 401k right. and the 403B. Okay. So when we say 403B, that's typically for government institutions mm-hmm. and nonprofits. Um, nonprofits. And all that. Yep. Right. Yep. And the 401K is just for, you know, regular. Okay. Erica, what's the benefit, though, of putting my money inside of one of those plans from a growth standpoint? Yep. So it, there's actually two different forms. So I'm going to hit you with more terms here. You can have 
traditional 401k or right. you can have a Roth 401k. Right. So the benefit of putting money away into these defined contribution plans is that you have the ability to grow money without having to pay taxes on it each year. Right. Okay. Now, the difference in those two plans is how that money is going to be taxed when you put it in and how it's going to be taxed when you take it out. In a traditional 401k, the money is not taxed when you put it in. The money is going to be taxed when you take it out. So everything you put in right. and all of the growth that you haven't paid taxes on over the years, that will be taxed when you take it out in retirement. And that's that's kind of because... On average, most people make less money after they retire than before. Sure. Okay. Um, or in in general, you would think that you would you, think you that yeah you less. you would spending less. It's not always the case, <laughs> no. and for the most part, we we see it staying the same and being you know more in in many right. cases. Okay. Um, from the Roth perspective, the we're flipping it around. So you pay the tax already when you um, put the money in. And then when you take that money out, you're you don't have to pay any taxes and then it's going to grow without taxes as well. So if so, I can move to a state that don't pay state income tax and I'm golden. Well, you if you you be golden anyway from a Roth perspective, because you don't have to pay taxes when you take that money out. Where was you 30 years ago? <laughs> Don't answer that. Because <laughs> you're only 22, so I was just wondering. I was just wondering. Well, it, it leads me to the next next term. So, right. um, so here's the deal. Even though people hear commonly, I should be putting money into my my job's retirement plan. It's great. Still, people sometimes commonly don't understand like what actually is inside of my 401k. What makes it up? And it's always a mix of stocks, bonds, and or cash. Okay. Okay. And so, um, th- so sometimes the question is going to come down to, well, um, how do I know how much stocks or bonds to have inside of my portfolio? And it leads me to the next term, which is asset allocation. I know it sounds a little, little crazy, but asset allocation is easily one of the most important um, concepts or ideas that to, to have developed in investments. You going to say something? Yeah. Okay. Um, developing investing from this standpoint. So, asset allocation basically refers to um, the mix of stocks and or bonds and cash that you may have in your portfolio in line with the amount of risk you can handle because we all can't handle the, the volatility, the right. ups and downs that sometimes right. we'll see in the market. So one of the things that we do when we're investing is we ask a series of questions which get to the root of what you can handle and can't handle um, you know, from a risk management standpoint, and then we align, we create a portfolio around the risk that you can handle or not handle. When we come back, I want to really jump into that Mm -hmm. because a lot of people don't really understand it from that basic point. And so understanding stocks and bonds and cash Mm -hmm. right inside that. I want to I want to explore that. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm here with Northwestern Mutual. You all good to stay one more? Mm-hmm. Okay, because oh, yeah. I had people at the door that wasn't going to let you out. Okay. So I'm just <laughs> 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 J.B. Bell and Erica Wright, we're talking about terms. If you have any questions or terms you need defined, give us a call. 833-212-1017 is the number. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
Planning, insurance, and investing are all important aspects to building generational wealth. Dr. Ken Harris has you covered with a lesson in financial empowerment right here on the new 1017 The Truth. Financial empowerment on 1017 The Truth is presented by Northwestern Mutual. At Northwestern Mutual, their version of financial planning helps you live your dreams today. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. We're here with Northwestern Mutual's J.B. Bell. We want to say uh, adios to Erica. She has um, taken care of business. So you know how that goes. Um, And it was great having her. One of the things that I wanted to um, expound on, when you talk about asset allocation, um, why do they use the word asset? You know, is it is it the fact that it's it's your asset, your money where you're putting your stuff? Well, you know, um, within the um, the field of stocks, there are um, different asset categories. Right. Right. So you have kind of the U.S. stock market is divvied up into large cap, mid cap, small cap. Um, you have, um, you know, asset category of commodities. You know, you have international development. So the best way to look at it is is the stock market is like the university and the asset classes are like the colleges that make and the up majors the university. and all that. There you go. Okay. 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 And, and even when you think about asset <laughs> allocation, right? I'm the, sorry. That's yeah. funny. Cause some majors pay you more. Some majors don't pay you Wait, more. Dad, can so, I may use that. Okay. Tomorrow. I like that. Okay. Okay. I like where you're going. You expounded on this analogy <laughs> here. I like that. Um, I guess another one would um, would be that asset allocation is is like it's almost like the recipe. Like you know, based upon this person, um, this is you know the the, the kind of um, you know the recipe is going to make this portfolio work. But diversification is another key term, right? That that's the ingredients. Okay, so when we think about mixing in those different asset classes, you know, how much large cap should I have versus small cap versus international companies? Now, now we're getting to diversifying our assets are diversifying our stock. So I can't have all my money in the school of business. I can need to put some in the school of arts and sciences, engineering, nursing. It, it depends on how good okay. you want your university to be, man. <laughs> Uh-oh. Ooh, I'm not going to touch that. But, <laughs> hint, hint. You know, and, um, and, and so, so yeah, so, so then you have that. And, um, and I think another kind of term that we hear kind of thrown around that can be confusing is you may have heard of dollar cost averaging, dollar right. cost averaging. Right. Ooh, that's um, a good one. That's okay. A good one. Which basically refers to the market is um, it's like us as humans. Like it's always going up and down, right? There's volatility. And so um, you can think if you had, say, $10,000, would you want to just drop all of your $10,000 into the market, not knowing if it's going to be up or down this day or would and dollar cost averaging basically means instead of doing that, I'm going to take maybe $1,000 and drip $1,000 in maybe every month until I get to that $10,000 okay. mark. So that way you're buying in at different points in time. Sometimes you're going to buy when the market's high. Sometimes you buy when it's low. But um, on average, you're you're able to um, you know buy things a little bit cheaper than if you were just to do it all at once. So, theoretically. so essentially, I'm sorry, it's the professor coming out of mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. So, so essentially, if I have $1,000 mm-hmm. and I bought stock and the stock costs $500, I would get two shares. There you go. But if the stock costs $2,000, I'd get a half a share. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so if it's $100, I would get 10 mm-hmm. But over time, every time I buy, because the price changes, I'll buy a different amount. There you go. But on average, yes. I would be $1,000. There you go. And so with go. that, 
the market is, well, not the market, I guess the people you send your money to are able to calculate that mm-hmm. to tell you on the day you do it, this is how much you buy. There you go. There you go. It's key to just understanding that the market is dynamic. It's always changing. Right. It's not a static thing. And so what I, what I paid yesterday, I may not pay today, but then it might be even more tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when you say volatility, how fast is the cha- I mean, is the change daily? I mean, I've seen where I thought watching a business um, uh, thing where it had the, you know, going from this price to this price. Mm-hmm. And I thought, ah, that must be in a year. And they were like, no, that's in a day. Yeah. You know, people confuse volatility and risk all the time. Man. Okay. And okay. Um, and it's one of my favorite questions to ask people about uh, when it comes to businesses. And they're, when they're trying to get in the stocks, is I'll ask them. Um, who runs businesses, right? <laughs> and they'll just kind of literally sit there and they'll, be, uh, and I'm like, why? And I'll just finally tell them, humans, <laughs> humans run businesses. Okay. Right. And I don't know of a single human being that can tell me for 30 straight years, every single day of their life was better than the day before that they've never experienced maybe a health issue or someone passing or whatever. It's very, it was perfect. <laughs> It but was perfect. It, well, you're like, well, then, then you'd be maybe a dream stock, right? Okay. <laughs> there you go. But most of us, but you know, most of us, we have ups and downs, but the great people, they respond, right? right. And I think right. that's how great businesses are. So in the, in the day to day, you're going to see businesses um, change in value throughout the day. And when you have, say, companies, when you think large cap, right? So these would be like your big Amazons and right. Tesla as well. Many times these companies are going to have, um, you know, the best of the best when it comes to CEO minds or executive board teams, maybe a little bit different than, say, a mom and pops, you know, store right, that, you know, right. so so um, typically you tend you tend to see a little bit less volatility with um, companies that have been established for longer than when you right. think of a new company or, or midsize companies okay. that's growing. Okay. So that's kind of how, how that works, okay. you know, but that but again, that volatility is not necessarily lost. You don't lose anything until mm-hmm. you walk away as well as you don't gain anything. Right. That's why we call it a unrealized or unrealized gain or loss when it's still in the market. It's not until it comes out that it becomes realized. So how do I, in, in the last minute or so, how do I learn about all this from you? How do I get in contact? So, so like the, the, yeah, the easiest way is to reach out to us, um, office direct line 414-615-1855. Also, you can go onto the website, jamesbell.nm.com. Um, we, we, we've done, I've already, I did my 20th talk, I think about, um, two Fridays ago and okay. it's only been four months. And so we, we put out on the list, like what talks we have coming up to, if you ever, if you want to just seek, you know, other places to grab new content, but reach out to us. Wow. And so understanding all this stuff, where do I go? Like, how, how is there a book I can buy? Is there a place I can go? What What's on your website that I can learn? Yeah, so even on the website, we have a lot of different, um, you know, resources, whether if you want to see even a lot of terms that we just discussed here, they're there. We have all kind of retirement calculators. Um, you know, there's easy ways if you want to set up like an educational meeting. Everything literally is on the website that is mis- mentioned. Again, it's, you know, jamesbell.nm.com um, or even com. either one. Um, you can get to that, the resources. Financial empowerment uh, is important to Northwestern Mutual. So you guys are here every month, and you'll be talking about different different topics like this. But I think it's important to remember the terms are, are what makes an industry. Mm-hmm. If you don't understand the terms, it really doesn't matter. Math, science, history. But it seems when it comes to finance, there are, there's, or personal finance, is always an issue. Yeah, it, it, it is. But it is getting better. Okay. And um, it will continue to get better. And that's why, you know, we just have to be mindful of how we 
talk to our children and um, continue to do the work in schools. But it's a it's going to take a village, man. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. J.B. Bell and Erica Wright from Northwestern Mutual Financial Empowerment. It's it's great having you guys. I, I appreciate it. Again, quickly, your email and phone number. Yep. Um, email is james.bell at nm.com or Erica's is erica.wright at nm.com. That's right with the W. And um, the phone number will be 414-615-1855. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. When we come back, we'll have the top five at five. I get to harass Rhea and... Alex and JB when he's gone I get to talk about him when he's gone but thank you for coming I appreciate it you're listening to Truth in the Afternoon we'll be right back